Welcome to The Balancing Act, a podcast focused on leadership and management in the corporate space with Dr. Andrew Tempty, President and Global Head of Corporate Learning, author of The Balancing Act, Teach, Coach, Mentor, Inspire. We've had two episodes thus far. You may want to go back and listen to those first or watch them over on YouTube if you haven't, because today we're going to talk about ego and resilience. We've defined what ego is. We're going to define what resilience is and continue the conversation from there. But Andy, if you could uh, start at the top here a little bit, just for people tuning in, uh, how do you compare ego versus what I may say, that guy has a big ego? Let's, Let's get that off the table first to recap, and then we'll move on. Yeah, so we're, you know, we're not talking about ego from, wow, Andy is really into himself and he's got a got a gigantic head that can't fit through the door. What we're talking about here is this concept of the ego as a mediator that sits between our base uh, selves that was constructed, uh, you know, right out of the womb when we were very, very young. And then this thing called a superego which is this idyllic version of ourselves that was uh, painted for us by influencers in our lives, like teachers, clergy, uh, uh, other mentors, et cetera. And that is both, you know, the superego is unattainable. And, uh, and then our, uh, obviously our base selves uh, has all, you know, that's all sorts of challenges that, uh, occurs with our base, uh, our base selves. And as we walk through this podcast, this uh, show, we want to harken back to that definition for comparative sake to understand how, not surprisingly, you can strike a balance between that ego and these other topics we we bring to hand. And what you'll notice throughout, hopefully, purchasing Andy's book uh, on Amazon, available early in April, uh, and other outlets as well, is that it's not necessarily that base definition you might have for these words. It may not be the exact thing that you think immediately. And I think that's the challenge that Andy puts forth in this book of rethinking some of those things you may have learned, a term of unlearning to an extent, of getting rid of some of these biases and these things that you think you know, and then relearning or learning anew some of these topics and how to balance them. And today we're going to be talking about ego and resilience. Resilience has a pretty strong connotation to it, right? Someone who is resilient bounces back from things. They they are able to rebound. They're able to move forward when maybe life gives them the whole, you know, lemons, they make lemonade. But Andy, how do you define it for our topics here in the corporate world and, and for your book? Yeah, so I, I like this uh, this mental image of a, of a rubber band uh, stretching uh, into a, a new form, and then when you let it go, it it comes back to the form that that it had be, before you before you stretched it, and you can do that over and over and over and over again. Uh, one of the things that I like about the rubber band analogy is that over time, rubber bands get hard. Right. <laughs> they don't, you know, they they don't uh, keep their shape over time. And there comes a point where you stretch them that that last time, uh, and you try to overstretch them, they will break. Yep. So uh, you know, the, a lot of people like to think about, oh, Steve is so resilient; you can just bend him any way you want, and he's always going to snap back to that, uh, to to you know, to to the old Steve that we all know. Well, if you push Steve hard enough. Uh, the rubber band is the rubber band is going to break. 
So we've, we've got, again, a balancing act uh, with this concept of resilience. Even those of us who like to think that we are highly resilient uh, have our breaking points. As we discuss the comparison now, right, to, to balancing between a ego, and we're thinking about this as a strong ego, again, not a big ego, but a strong ego, and the act of resilience, resilience in the corporate space, how do you frame this? How do you make this a, a, a learnable moment for someone who's trying to understand the differences here? Yeah, so if you look in the popular literature, uh, resilience is correlated with concepts like mindfulness and purpose and self-awareness, compartmental, compartmentalization, try to say that uh, five times, uh, mental agility, uh, you know, things like that all, all roll up into, into resilience. But it, if, you, if you take those component parts that I just mentioned, most of those concepts rely on uh, having what we, you and I have defined as a strong ego, this mediator that sits uh, between our, our, our childish reactive uh, selves and this super version of, of ourselves. So mindfulness, for example, uh, you can really only be mindful and really find that place of, of centering uh, to, 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 to talk to yourself, in quotes, if you have a strong ego that's going to be able to mediate between these, uh, these, these two versions of ourselves, to be able to quiet the mind and open the ears and the eyes to, to, other, to other possibilities. You know, that, that concept, of, again, of mindfulness relies on, on, having, on having a strong ego. And we can go through each one of them, mental, mental agility and compartmentalization. They all rely on building this muscle. You know, you and I have talked about building the muscle right. of, of the strong ego. It's fascinating to think through this. And I mentioned it last time out about it applying, obviously, outside of the workplace as well. This isn't it is a book and it is a podcast. And Kaplan, obviously, with our work in, in corporate learning and and career readiness and all of those things, it, it all applies there. But you write in a way and you apply these in a way that are life lessons as well. And obviously the title of the book is Balancing Act. The title of this podcast is Balancing Act. But for there to be one, there needs to be the other and needs to understand how those things can live in harmony. And I, I think you do a great job here explaining it, but also uh, throughout the chapters of your book, laying out how these different things and these different aren't necessarily in competition. They just need to be understood. So that's a long-winded way of getting to a question of how important is self-awareness and and self-guided path, knowing where I want to go, knowing what the path is, what you use the words North Star a lot. What is my North Star? What is the company's North Star? How important is that in this discussion about resilience and ego, but also just an overall approach to management and corporate life? Yeah, I, I like to use the example of, uh, of, of our son. Uh, Linda and I have two wonderful boys. Uh, one is almost 30 now, <laughs> and the other is 27. The, the older uh, son uh, was a golfer back in high school. And uh, he had this wonderful, uh, resilient uh, capability 
that he could shank the ball off into the woods and then and then go okay next shot let's recenter and my next shot is uh, is an opportunity to to you know to to get better and to get back on track and and that happened you know from from a terrible shot and then the next shot could be could be awesome and you notice that about golfers in general they Absolutely. have this wonderful ability to compartmentalize uh, the bad things that just happened rely on their skill and their ability to quickly recenter and then uh, get quote unquote back into the game. Uh, my wife uh, does uh, uh, dressage as a hobby, which is uh, working with horses and uh, and it's the dancy prancy stuff that you see right. on the Olympics. It, from the outside looking in, it's like watching paint dry, right? But there's actually a lot of stuff going sure. on. Well, in dressage, it's the same thing. Each movement is graded separately. So if you, you can go completely off course, uh, but if you come back on course for the next move, the grading starts all over again. So that ability to recenter and refocus uh, is key. So these lessons in our personal lives all carry over into our business lives. You know, are you going to be that guy or that gal who got done with a really challenging meeting? Uh, maybe some words were said, maybe it got a little heated. Are you going to let that affect the rest of your day and make you unproductive, right. unproductive uh, bo both as a team member and as a contributor? For how long are you going to let that stew and fester before you take an objective, constructive approach to uh, staring that challenge straight in the face and, uh, and and coming up with a better solution? Yeah, I, I love that. And uh, from personal experience, uh, it is the uh, idea of chasing losses, right? Like once you make a mistake, it's sunk cost. Oh, I'm going to double down and now spend even more money because I have to make this work rather than being able to pivot and say, this just didn't work. Now let me, to your point, as a person, I need to refocus on my career goals or my family or, or my yard or my garden or whatever it might be. But in the corporate life saying, hey, this didn't work. Let's refocus what we're trying to do. Let's move forward and move the company forward. If if you're training the next wave of middle managers and next you know, tier that's in between the C-suite and has just moved up, why is it important for them to understand this topic of resilience for themselves, but also those people they're trying to manage? Well, that's, that's a great question. And it all comes down, well, uh, the thing I would talk about is this concept of failure and failure you know, everybody talks about, oh, failure is only a failure if you don't learn from it, right? right? And that's be almost become this old tired cliche that nobody actually knows what to do. <laughs> you know, how do you put that into action? Well, the concept of resilience as it relates to failure is is all about that. You, you, you use the word sunk cost. In business, you know, we learned about sunk cost in economics 101 when when we were when we were in college or vocational school or even high school but we seldom uh we we, we seldom implement that actually in practice because we get so mentally invested in the work that we're doing and we can't see that a pivot 
from a failure is the is the best path forward or to completely scrap what we're right. doing and try something different and you know what that has to be okay we have to make that okay for ourselves because if we just sit and beat ourselves up for what is a failure we what we've classified as a failure in our own mind we can't move forward and we can't get past it and we just get stuck yeah it's uh we've talked about ego right that's a main basis of what we've discussed and ego the bad kind <laughs> plays a lot in that as well did i attach myself to something that failed and am i going to continue to chase these losses to put extra time in and, and co-worker time in to try to prove I was right or prove I was worthy rather than saying, hey, didn't work. Let's move on to the next thing and keep moving forward. Uh, I, I think these discussions really, I hope people are taking out of them a couple of different things uh, that one, you, you should listen to Andy. That's one. But two, uh, that there's a world out there that personal life and, and work life are merging, right? You bring your whole self to work. Another cliche more and more as we go virtual, but you lessons are on both sides of the fence here. And we can bring parallel things in from our personal lives to help us professionally. We can take things professionally to help us personally. And I think Andy, again, not to harp on it, but this book and, and the way you approach things uh, is applicable across so many different facets of what we do. Next time out, we're gonna talk about followership. Uh, which is a word genuinely I didn't really hear much of until the past 18 months or so. And I think the way you frame it in your book and the way we're going to discuss about it is going to lay out some really good understanding for folks as we try to break down the ego versus and uh, the larger balancing act. That Again, that book is on sale over on Amazon Target. You can find it across uh, multiple places in pre-sale or if you listen to this after April 6th, you can find it readily available. But stick with us. Like this podcast on all of your apps. Make sure to subscribe over on YouTube. These conversations will be ongoing. 